Welcome to SBCA's Lumber Connection Podcast, where we discuss today's market and explore tomorrow's trends. Here's our host, Molly Butts. Hello, and welcome to the very first episode of Lumber Connection in 2022. It's the week of January 11th, and as always, I have my regular experts, Ken Timmons and Justin Binning. Welcome back to the studio, gentlemen, and Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year, Molly. Happy to be here. Happy New Year, Molly. Yeah, it's awesome. Happy New Year to all our listeners, too. Hope everybody had a great holiday season. Absolutely. I agree. You know, I introed by saying that I was with my regular experts, as always, but that's not true. I did take a little bit of a break over the holidays, and I had Sean Shields sit in with me for an afternoon for one special one-off podcast on Canadian tariffs. So it feels really good to be back with you guys, and I really appreciate having you in the studio with me. Yeah, that's awesome. It feels like it's been a long time, but at the same time, it's, you know, it's all continued. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. It has been a heck of a time to be away from this podcast with you guys. And I got to imagine you both have kind of a lot to say as we roller coaster our way into 2022. So let's just kick it off and let me know what's been happening with the lumber market since we've been away. Awesome. Well, it's been kind of uh, level eight pandemonium again. Soaring prices, tight supplies, difficult uh, logistics out of every portion of the U.S. and Canadian as well, whether that's car shortages or uh, the continual shortage that uh, that we face with with trucks, all resulting in overwhelming demand right now. And it really obviously started back, what, seven weeks ago, I guess-ish. Very mild weathered winter to kind of start out or late fall throughout the nation. So very good building weather. And I think there was a consensus of folks really trying to work down their inventory levels uh, extremely low to kind of finish out the year. But the amount of business, I think, overwhelmed a lot of people on how busy they stayed and continued to book new business and, and would continuing to to leave plants and lumber yards across the United States. And so we found this kind of undersupplied market or under-inventoried market, excuse me, tying in with these other issues that we've had from a supply side, we touched on logistics, obviously, a little bit, weather in Canada, uh, mudslides, taking out rail lines and having repair times. And, and then we talk about COVID, obviously a big, big topic, but it's affected so many sawmills, especially in the south um, and outbreaks and having mills having to shut down for, you know, weeks at a time. And then you had the holidays too, right? Holiday shutdowns and scheduled time to to take off. And um, I think the other thing that notable um, is the the decrease in the amount of uh, imported euro coming into the ports as well. And we are down uh, significantly for, I think, going into this first quarter and finish out last, the end of the fourth quarter. So craziness, madness, you know, we thought we'd potentially never see kind of the run or, or price appreciation that we saw this, this past year. But here we are again. Market remains extremely uh, liquid day in and day out. Mill order files are ranging three to four weeks, and price discovery is is daily. You'll see some different price ranges out there, and you'll ask yourself, you know, God, is this real? I mean, this is this is crazy. Or what a time to be alive, I guess, in our industry. I mean, we're we're doing some historic things, and we may break even more historic levels before it's all said and done throughout this year. We'll have to wait and see, but. I mean, with things the way they're lining up right now, it's very possible that we may not get the quote-unquote break everybody's looking for in the market. 
you know, when we look at the fundamentals of the trade, it, it seems like there's a very high likelihood we could be in this trend for really the foreseeable future, easily 60, 90 days potentially. So we'll see. But uh, we're obviously seeing some weather affect some areas, obviously in the Northeast over the last couple of weeks, kind of slowing things down a bit. But, um, you know, the Southeast, where we obviously do the, the, the majority of the building throughout the United States, uh, or Southeast and Southwest, all through the South really, is, is uh, gangbusters, um, extremely busy. So, Ken, what are you seeing out of the West? I mean, you're, I feel like we're, we're everything's kind of paralleled right now. I wish I had you know, beautiful news to sing from the mountaintops, but it's the big three in the order of transportation, weather, and COVID-19, which is just hindering labor at all stages of the supply chain and logistics and the whole show. You know, it's like we were talking about, we went to historic highs and then we went back down to the price of cardboard. Now we're charging back up and... You know, I think a lot of people have discomfort with that wild volatility swings, much like we kind of mentioned would, would be the case. And I don't think people should feel bad about that because we do it all day long. And I think we certainly feel that too. I mean, it's not not a foreign fear, right? When when you become a lumber broker in America and they tell you you have four responsibilities. Number one, manage risk. Number two, manage risk. Number three, manage risk. Number four, make a profit. Right. So, I would argue there's a fit. Get on the phone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me more coffee. Um, but, you know, it, it, with these elevated levels, you know, the risk management is, you know, it's it's choppier. And um, well, it's just changed, I think, like what a lot of people are managing their business and managing their inventory. Yeah. Yeah, true. I mean, it's yeah. not. Uh, yeah. People don't take as big of a bite out of a market like they would. Right before all these, before the last two crazy markets, would not be totally abnormal for someone to buy three, four, five months of wood at a big swing sometimes on on big items. Right? People don't really buy that way anymore. You know, it's way more of a just in time, right? You know, like metaphorically, these restaurants don't have a big freezer locker. You know, with with all the ribeyes chilling, they're getting frequent deliveries from the meat vendor or whatever. You know what I mean? So. I wish I could tell you there was factors that indicated this thing was going to come peeling off. But, you know, we used to talk about the new normal. We're kind of right back to that new normal-ish. I think we are going to continue in this trajectory, at least for... Yeah, I think a lot of people felt like when we got six, seven weeks into the run, i.e. this time, let's get back from the holidays. Maybe we'll see the herd kind of settle through the holiday break. They didn't. Right. If it was, if we weren't eating turkey or or ham and sweet potatoes, you started food. So I'm gonna I'm gonna roll with. We're gonna keep food. Bring it. That maybe that would be the the start of maybe a settle um, uh, in the marketplace. But obviously that wasn't the case. And any time that everybody was open for business, things were clicking on all cylinders. There's no there's no quick fix, right? Transportation. Yeah. There's no perfect fix to trucking. There's no perfect fix to rail. Weather is weather, right? Uh, force majeure. Okay, none of us are stopping a mudslide crossing rail tracks. You know, there's only limited labor to go clean up the mess. Well, and that's even more constricted right now, right? I mean, I think COVID's affecting every industry, including what you're talking about too, you know, just the, the rebuild. Yeah, I, mean, I was just on the phone with one of my customers right before the call and I'm asking him about supply chain issues with other, you know, products that he's bringing in, whether that's, you know, windows and doors and 
you know, doorknobs. And it's, it's like, if it's not one thing, it's another, right? So we're in this constant problem and solution mode every day. And once one problem's fixed and then the solution is found, there's another problem yeah. that's popping up. There really hasn't been much, at least out of the West, I haven't been hearing any, oh, we're having, you know, mill workers have COVID, we got to shut it down for a few days. I haven't heard of that. Although I, I know an astonishing amount of people with COVID over the last couple of weeks. On the other uh, state, on the inland mills? Yeah, any of the mills. Right, yeah. I Interesting. Heard, hey, we're, we're taking three days off. We had an outbreak. I feel like we hear about it once a week in the South. Yeah, I haven't heard it once yet, but I know plenty of people around Oregon that have it. You know what I mean? Not saying, you know, just my peers and whatnot. But if we heard two or three big mills had a COVID outbreak and they're shutting down, that's not going to make lumber cheaper. Or easier to come by. <laughs> you know, it, this makes me want to ask you guys the question. I mean, we've been talking about everyone, component manufacturers among them, shifting to more of this just-in-time, you know, purchase and delivery. But like, is that a dangerous, you know, everything else we talk about makes me feel like that's a little bit of a dangerous place to be just because you might wait too long and then not be able to get wood. No, it's a real thing. And, I, and well, I, I see, I'm seeing um, segments throughout the cycle as far as the way the buying is being done. And I think that's one of the reasons we're seeing a constant pressure being added to the marketplace on a daily basis, right? So whether that's independent yards, pro dealers, trust yards, treaters, like everyone's kind of taking their turn coming in. Right and, and buying lumber, looking at needs, and then they are able to stay out for 30 days, but business continues to roll in and being booked. And so guess who's back in having to buy wood? To Ken's point, as far as the management of the inventories, they've, they've evolved, they've changed. And, and also to Ken's point where you had guys that would take a five, six months position at a time, like those days are out. And now it seems like if it's 90 days, it's, it's a big play, right? Well, yeah, I mean, the price right. is triple what it used to be, right? So like walking in the casino and yeah. they only have the high limit room, you know, it's right. just a different risk structure. Sure. Yeah, no, it's a great, great, yeah, great way to put it. But with that, at the same time, there, you know, with great risk, you know, there's great reward. Um, and so I know a lot of our customers have, obviously, we take great pride in what we do and, and uh, we consider ourselves some of the best in the industry. And so we encourage our customers, you know, as we have, I think, if you go back in some of these these podcasts, right, get in there. You know, it's time to start the fight and you need to start getting yeah. prepared. And, and we kind of try to give at least a, a 60 day outlook um, and hypothesis. And and certainly I know in this, this last start of this run, this was my target point. And I know I mentioned it on a past podcast that this might be towards the end of January, first Feb, maybe the first sniff we get at a break, but that would be a continual of, of processes that start now. And based on what I see now, I'm not seeing enough coming together for the trend to change course at this point. I was talking with a good uh, another colleague of mine, a very good trader, um, and we were discussing the fact that this might be the time. And you're saying, what are you talking about? Like, what do you mean this is my break or this is the, the time? Well, there's certainly considerable more upside I think the market can do as it's proven in the past already. We may be just in the middle of this thing because it doesn't feel like we're finding the top here. Um, and based on the time of the year and the commitments that have been made throughout the industry, I'm not seeing it right now. And, and I think if we do had some breaks, maybe you're, 
you know, you, it's it's a short lived moment, like in time, meaning it's a, a day, and somebody comes to makes me a good deal on something because they want to get it cleaned up because it's month end or you know whatever the, the story might be. That might be your break, or the fact that you could pick up the phone today and maybe source fifty to seventy five percent of the material you you are kind of looking for or have got on the radar, and you can buy it today versus maybe waiting three weeks and and you can't find anything. I'm looking ahead a little bit and seeing that there are some predictions that housing starts are going to come to a 16-year a high when they come out in the next week or so. I mean, that that seems like it's not a recipe for price drops necessarily, I guess. So I guess I'm, I'm curious if you guys are hearing anything related to the new housing starts suggestions that are being made. You're totally correct. More starts is just going to put more pressure on the system. I mean, kind of to Justin's point, it's, it's almost like there's a lot of um, a lot of lumber buyers in the market hopeful that we're going to get kind of a breather, a little blip of, of window of opportunity. And then just jump into my food reference. It feels like we're trying to make a s'mores at the campfire. You get that nice little cozy spot with your stick and your marshmallow, and then a big gust of wind comes and burns that sucker. And so you peel it and you start over and you think you got it. And it's like, oh, well, maybe we'll have a nice little marshmallow in a couple of weeks. And then burns up again. Right, so you're assuming this person likes a relatively normal toasted marshmallow because me personally, yeah, I like the yeah. burn. I like the burn. I like the burn too, JB. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like a non-psychopath making a s'more. Yeah, <laughs> medium rare. Down. <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. I don't know how your camping trips went. Mine were pretty cool. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like every time you think you got it right where you want it, like the wind blows and it's gone again, right? right. So like... yeah. Getting real close is good in this kind of market. I don't mean to say that, but I think it's, you know, people should just lower their expectations. I just think you stay further in front of it. Before we broke for the holidays, and I I did want to say something about that. I wonder if partly, I don't know how this works necessarily in the lumber market, but like the holidays fell in such a way that a lot of people didn't get a ton of time off, at least in talking with the people that I knew, sometimes depending on what kind of industry you work in, they'll, if a holiday falls on a weekend, then that you'll get another day off during the week anyway. They'll give you that extra day. A lot of companies didn't seem to be doing that. So I wonder if that had an effect, which leads me to the next thing, which you might be better apt to, to answer, which is we talked a lot before the break about curtailments and going into maintenance mode at a variety of places. And I'm wondering if, the idea that some of them were in maintenance mode has changed. Like, are we out of that stage for lumber mills? Are people back online? Are we producing what we would have been sans COVID, sans weather, sans et cetera? Yes, I would say. Yeah. My guys are rocking. Some of them are buried in snow, though, you know? So literally, some mills have just been snowed in for a week or so. so um, but not not for intended shutdown maintenance. People working on the mill improving it. Just like, hey, we literally can't operate this machinery. Most of that weather's going away. That's kind of the last week. I know it's been cold here, but we're coming out of that deep freeze for a little bit, I think. It's not not good. That helps, I guess, right? Because people aren't as apt to <laughs> be doing as much building when it's this cold out. Well, if we want to plan ahead, you know, we've got a couple of weeks before we'll meet again. What is some advice that you'd be giving to the folks right now as we head into the next couple of weeks before the end of the month? I'd say just... Take a deep breath, make the phone calls around, see what people are thinking, get a consensus, look at your business, make some, you know, don't be afraid to put your foot in the ground and make some choices. I think in acting or non-acting or I don't know, I know what's the word I'm looking for, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's, <laughs> it's riskier than acting right now. I mean, if you're moving and swimming, you're not going to get lost in the current, right? 
you don't want to be a deer, a deer in the headlights at these prices. You definitely want to assess it and make some plays. Yeah, I mean, I just, um, you know, my my concern is my customers not running out of wood, right? And so it's it's just having a very close relationship with the people that I supply um, and making sure that um, they have up up to date, real time information, current market um, knowledge, so that they can manage their business the best they can. Right. So I can't reinvent or change how someone's going to operate, but I can advise them based on with the knowledge of, of how they need to operate. And so, you know, I've always said you got to stay close with the people that you trust in these times and manage your business accordingly. But again, I, I think I've, you know, I've, uh, I'm, I don't want to suck any more air out of the office here, but, um, you know, kind of given my take on where I, I think we're potentially going to continue to go. You know, and the trend is your friend right now. So whether you like that friend or not, it is what it is. So don't run out of wood. That would be my advice. <laughs> because when you come back to the pond or the well, there, there might not be any water there. Well, I appreciate how many food analogies we we worked into the mix today. I was I was going to tell you guys at the front end, we really needed to work towards that. It's one of the favorite things that we do, but I think we did a good job. I think we've pulled some good advice together. I think maybe we need to get t-shirts made that say the trend is your friend. I'm not sure, but we're going to work on that. And um, I think if it's okay with you guys, we'll probably wrap up our episode for the week. But as always, Ken and Justin, thank you so much for your continued enthusiasm and willingness to be with me every couple of weeks. And as always, I've enjoyed our time together. I'll be at brief and look forward to the next installment of Lumber Connection. Great to be here. Thanks, Molly. Thank you, guys. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. This has been a Lumber Connection podcast by SBCA. If you have a question you'd like a guest to answer on a future podcast, send it to podcast at sbcacomponents.com.